Boy 50. Them say I carry that, that automatic Yahoo boy. Why are us the bar? We go make your mama lose joy. Leave one for him leg, your future we go destroy. Police is your friend, all my other one a decoy. Sass the beat, sass the still, but Sega get your freaking back. Sega this, Sega that, but Sega know they ever slack. Sega tweet, Sega help, Sega be like light for dark. Sass the fear, sass the jail, all because of Sega fact. Sass be like devil, them they still kill and destroy. Person go watch ball, all my now they don't end the boy. Click pal, trigger happy, see the red on the soil. Vexed and enraged, on my inside they boil, only cop I can vouch for is CP Wakili. The rest will show you pepper, they are layers of chili. You they young, you get car, you they feel yourself a bee. Them go tax you, them go rob you, them go frame you up, you see. Officer of the law, but on duty you they blow grass. Young boys know they save, now your duty to they harass. Police turning bankers, them get POS, pure trust. RIP caller, they it is time to answer. If you can imagine just sitting there in the silence of the night, your window being busted, you would be scared. Yeah, the first thing you're probably going to do is reach out for your gun and try to save your family. What I know is that a tragedy happens. There are two families that are hurting because of this. Marvin has lost seven years of his son's life, his brother's lives, of his grandkids' lives. Seven years. I moved to uh, Maine to get a fresh start on life, to get a job and work, and uh, to be around my family. And uh, I did that. That was one of the most happy times that I had in my life. Uh, met Shirley, we go to the gym every day. We went to church every Sunday. And Shirley was a, a very sweet person. We had a good life, man, you know? I mean, everything is perfect. It was just me and Shirley against the world.
it's not a good practice to just bust in someone's house. It contradicts the stand your ground, uh, the castle doctrine, able to protect your home. He had no idea that there was the police on the other side of that door. The no-knock was based solely on the informant's accusation that Marvin was dealing cocaine. They didn't find any drugs. They didn't find what they came there looking for. There is a lot of speculation that the round that killed that officer may not have even came from Marvin's firearm. That is something that happens when you bust in from different directions. You've just set off a flashbang, which doesn't just affect the suspects. Everybody in that vicinity that gets that shockwave of the sound and the, the light, it's gonna affect them too. Marvin may have, have fired his gun, but I don't think that was the fatal shot. They had to find a scapegoat, and that scapegoat was Marvin. Marvin's family gave me the case file. Pretty much the whole entire newsroom knew that I was working on this case. Some of the most surprising things were that police didn't find anything. I also was very surprised by at least one police statement that seemed to indicate he stuck his pistol, his service weapon, inside Marvin's mouth when he came out the back door so far that Marvin was throwing up. If no drugs was found, then why is this man still locked up? He exercised his right to protect his home. I believe that you gotta hold the uh, city accountable for what happened. They screwed up, to be frank. And I think uh, that a lot of times people take the police word for it, and the police will lie and cover up everything. We know that. We know that from experience. Because it was a botched raid, they did no police work, a police officer lost his life, and Marvin Guy has been detained for seven years now with no trial. Unconstitutionally, there was nothing found, but they took the word of an informant. But that's always a dirty business. This whole dirty business of jailhouse confessions, you cut me a deal. So I don't think they sent anyone to make a buy, check the place, they had the diagrams wrong. He could have gone smooth. They could have knocked the door open. The guy said, oh, I give up. But they don't. And then each mistake you make just compounds the, the chances that it's going to go badly. Shirley hid in a closet and waited until the shooting stopped. And when police called, they said, come out with your hands up. She did as she was told. And as soon as she got out the door, she doesn't remember anything. I lived right across the street. They tackled Shirley really hard. Her face hit the concrete. Uh, it was just, it was just really, really, it was, it was horrible. She woke up laying in the street. She was taken eventually to the police station where she was interrogated and she had some trouble breathing. And so she was taken to the hospital that night. I think Marvin had every right to defend himself. Marvin felt like he was under threat that night. He felt like someone was breaking into his home and he defended himself. When it came time for 
his case to go to trial and for the evidence to be presented time and time again that was put off until Marvin has now been sitting in jail for almost seven years without a trial for a crime that he has not been convicted of. And to me, that is unconstitutional and it's extremely unjust. I would almost guarantee you that Henry Garza is one of the main reasons that Marvin Guy is still sitting in the Bell County Jail without having gone to trial. Henry Garza has already been in trouble for hiding exonerating evidence. He's already been in trouble for holding people in jail without a trial. I believe Henry Garza is incompetent. I believe he has violated civil rights. And for him to allow this atrocity to drag on is just the worst, you know, the worst thing that a person in his position can do. When Marvin first got to jail, he had been injured during the arrest. He was in really poor shape. They were just waiting for him to die in jail. If he died in jail, he didn't have to go to trial. Nobody gets convicted, but also the evidence stays buried forever. Soon after I got the case file, the city manager and the police chief, uh, it may have been an assistant police chief, showed up to the newspaper and demanded of the poster that I be fired or removed from the beat. Claythorpe is, is a man of integrity, that no right from wrong, and he see the wrong in this. Then the way to silence you is to go ahead and just get rid of you. And that's what they did. They, they ran him out of town. I believed very strongly that I did my best to cover that case fairly and objectively. And I feel like I paid for it. Hank McGee's case was fascinating to me from the very outset because it involved a no-knock warrant. His girlfriend, who's pregnant, is asleep on the couch, and all of a sudden they hear an explosion. Cops had thrown a flashbang, a percussion grenade, and he hears pounding on the door. No voices, nobody said, please open up, nothing like that. I mean, what, what is somebody supposed to do? I mean, people are breaking in the house, and I looked at Corey, and I asked her, I was like, what the fuck was that? And she looked at me. I ran to my room. I knew I had uh, one of my firearms outside of my safe, and I grabbed it, and by the time I came back in the room, I started hearing Corey just scream. She was just screaming like bloody murder. It was a deputy sheriff who had no uh, real markings that could be seen. Uh, and he shot him dead. And I remember them yelling, it's the sheriff's department. And by then, it was, everything was too late. What's the only difference in this case? Guy's black, McGee is white. Do we live in two Americas? The answer is yes. The exact same thing happened. 
but he's sitting in jail for seven years for exercising his, his rights. McGee's not. I think anyone that tells you that there's no systemic racism in Texas is delusional or in the United States. Our criminal justice system is not fair. It has never been fair. There's something wrong and it's wrong in the laws that we have and, and that we order the police to enforce these laws. I don't think policing is endangered by getting rid of no-knock warrants. Unless someone's life is in danger, I'm not quite sure what the purpose is if it's just to seize drugs. He was a teddy bear. He was a teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, everybody liked him. Did you know that was the first time that all of us was together? Since 1974. This is on my 49th birthday. Marvin had been incarcerated, I don't know how many years, but Marvin came here. His life was starting to get back together. It was good having him back in my life. You know, my mother uh, had my uh, youngest sister, and then 10 days later, she had a heart attack and passed away, and it, it broke the family up, you know. Something that our mom said that she always wants us to do is be together and be close. And uh, when we came together to live like that, it, it felt good, man, to be, you know, as a, as a family and meet us better in our older years. You know, just getting to know each other again. I was starting to see a happy Marvin. You know, it looked like things were about to turn around for him. Everything was going good until May 9th, 2014, when the police decided to bust in this place. Marvin feels sorrow for Dinwiddie's family, and he feels justice needs to be served, not only for him, but for Dinwiddie's family too. Dinwiddie's family needs to know the truth about what happened that night. My heart goes out to his family. He was just doing his job. A no-knock warrant is a death warrant. It could be a death warrant for the police officer. It could be a death warrant for the person that's on the other side of that door. You got the wrong house! Are these raids being conducted lawfully? Or was there a crime that actually happened? The only crime that happened was a violation of the Fourth Amendment by the Killeen Police Department. They were using no-knock warrants frequently, especially for drug interdiction. Certain police officers were charged and were fired from the department for lying to investigators. There were definitely times when we certainly felt at the paper like they were acting recklessly. That's the trouble with these no-knock warrants. 
A lot of people keep guns in their house, in Texas particularly, for self-defense purposes. If you don't know who is kicking open your door at five o'clock in the morning, you're gonna defend yourself. OR 21.006, consider an ordinance amending the Code of Ordinance Chapter 22, Police, to prohibit the no-knock warrants. All in favor of uh, the motion for to approve OR 21.006, please raise your right hand. Vote I think the council did the right thing. They had a 61 vote. It's what the citizens want. I think that it's a small step in the right direction for justice. I hope Marvin has a trial that's fair and that the public gets to see what happened that night. Justice delayed is justice denied. And if they wanted to execute him, then let's have a trial and let him tell his story and let citizens of Bell County make that decision. And then everyone's got closure, like it or not. And that's the failure in this, that it's sitting out there. It's not right. I think there hasn't been a trial in Marvin's case yet because there's information that will make the city clean or Bell County, Texas look bad. If you are so right, if you've got the winning case, what are you afraid of? Just because someone has had trouble in their past doesn't make them less of a human being. They don't have less human rights just because they've been in trouble in the past. The law of self-defense is not only a statutory law, that's a human right, and it's been that way since the beginning of time. We lose sight of that. Anyone is gonna try to protect their home, and that's all he did. He protected himself. And then once the bullets start flying, that's when the police start announcing themselves. It's too late, it's too late. There's no knock. It, it, it just shattered everything. It shattered everything. I'm going to keep fighting for the truth. Hopefully the truth will reveal in me. But it don't always happen. But I'm praying for that. <laughs> <laughs>